Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Everybody, welcome aboard. Today is a live broadcast. Uh, today is May 29th, 2023. And uh, happy Memorial Day to any veterans out there. Um, yes. God bless all the people who have uh, served this country of America. I appreciate them. And uh, with that, we'll get started tonight. Uh, would you all like to open us up in prayer? I will do that. Thank you. Am I coming through okay? Let me move my mic closer. Coming through clear. Yes, sir. Sounds good. And uh, I got a new camera, so I guess I'm just going to have to look at myself. Yes. um, (laughs) I'm only doing audio these days because since we left YouTube, there really is nowhere to go. And um, I tried other platforms, but really they're all duds for at least our show. With one exception... And that is TikTok. Now, TikTok is a pretty amazing platform that I'm beginning to experiment with, and we're going to do more experiments. But we're actually getting views over there when I put up um, a program. And so I'm actually uh, excited about that. And um, they don't uh, give me the, the trouble that YouTube and Facebook uh, do. And at least they haven't yet, but that could change at any rate. Um, just suffice to say, really what we are is we're a podcast. We have been from the beginning, and I'm not a YouTuber. We're a podcaster, and that means that really we're the last man standing as the censorship begins to uh, increase out there. They're going to go after the big guys, but uh, podcast, we're like the cockroaches after the apocalypse. Mm. You know, after the nukes go off, the only thing that survives is cockroaches and share. That's what she said. <laughs> I said, okay, I guess I'll be the cockroach this year. But um, no. Um, but, but podcast. You know, a lot of what you do, though, where you are, even though you're not on YouTube, a lot of the Africans 
are searching for teachings like this. Really? And they really do search it out. And then I, you know, I get um, uh, messages from them. Wow. And I'm wondering, you know, how are they finding me? But, uh, you know, the, they do search the web. They're looking for people. Uh, they're looking for ones that are pro them or that have a heart for them. Yes. And uh, so I think your program might be picked up in more places than you think. You know, maybe not America, maybe not Canada, but maybe in other other foreign places. Well, I am encouraged. We're starting to get some uh, people to email me who have seen the TV program and uh, asking for deliverance, and that encourages me there. Also, I'm not able to give out information on specifics, but let's just say I know a guy who is teaching 1,000 communist Chinese. Uh, I mean, not that they are Communist Party members, but they live over in Red China behind the Great Firewall, and um, they're able to to get this program through a VPN server up to 1,000. Let's just say underground church. <laughs> I guess that's what they are. And yes. I thought, that's amazing. Where there's a will, there's a way, you know? Yes, and I think that's very good. Very good, very good. Um, you're feeding people that are hungry. Yes, now, that's him, and uh, this is a thing he's doing with Zoom and VPNs, but I got to thinking, you know, we've got to find some way, maybe that is the way to, to crack the uh, the red curtain over there because um, you can't get YouTube and Facebook and major streams over there without getting uh, picked up on the radar and um, it's, uh, it's a whole different world when you live in China in terms of censorship. They're at the next level, really, where the globalists want America to be. And uh, by 2030, the EU has just said uh, they're going to be enacting some, uh, some pretty uh, stringent laws that will affect everybody mm-hmm. in the broadcasting world. They've already threatened Elon Musk. They said, you can... Try to run, but we'll catch you. <laughs> so um, I don't like the attitude coming out of the EU and, and some of the groups that are um, looking now at profiling even podcasts. So I just mentioned before you came on here, we're looking at moving servers outside of the EU. I first got out of America and went to Amsterdam for faster hosting and uh, to get out of the the web that is America right now in censorship. But I think we'll have to get out of the EU now and find a an island somewhere that's a neutral party. So we're working on that. You know, and I'm surprised how many Europeans that we're in contact with are not are, are ignorant, are not are, are not knowledgeable of so much of what happens, even with Davos and the Big Seven and happening right in their doorstep and they wow. didn't know what it was. That is interesting. Um, I, th- I think they're much less aware. Do you think it's the uh, mainstream media that they're watching and they're not looking at maybe alternate stuff like we do in America? Like Redacted, for example, and some of these others? Uh, I, I would definitely think. I don't hear them listening to other things. Wow. Um, they, they do YouTube. Uh, but again, <laughs> Africans, and again, you got a much greater population there. Uh, Africans, Latin Americans, they seem to be searching other things out more. You know, we can't leave them out because uh, Africa is a massive continent of people. Of course, uh, there's a billion Chinese out there. There's billions that speak Spanish. And if we're just targeting mm-hmm. America, we're, we're leaving many of the countries off the map. So in addition to America, I think um, we need to begin to do that. Isn't that what y'all are doing right now? Um, don't y'all it, meet? It is. Tell us a little bit about um, some of the uh, the countries that you're currently uh, preaching to. Well, the ones that I'm really concerned about is right now is Pakistan. Um, there's been a lot of upheaval there. At the moment, we have four little fellowships in uh, in the Fazilabad and Punjabi area of northern Pakistan. Um, also over in the Lahore, that's a, a huge city, millions. 
in Lahore. There, there are many small Christian fellowships coming forth. Um, if you look on, it says uh, Pakistan is 2% Christian. Well, 2% of, uh, of 120 million, well, that's quite a, that's quite a sizable few people. Um, but the young people there are really searching. And I think they are in many countries right now. Um, even, even in, um, in Iran, Iran, you know, from, yes. from what I hear of the people that are beaming into Iran, they're getting, uh, they're getting a, a lot of picking up by the young people. So again, the younger generation is searching and the younger generation is certainly not satisfied with the, with the politics that they have. Let me ask you something. So anyway, um, that's interesting. So about, again, we have four little fellowships. They're young men. They're all in their mid, well, one is 23, the rest are 28 and 29. These are all young men, young families that are in Pakistan that are looking to serve the Lord and to serve the children. Yes. Um, one thing in Pakistan, church is not really illegal, but it's... it's uh, it's not publicized, but what they do in Pakistan is they do Sunday Sunday school, so they're able to operate a school on Sundays, and so they teach. They're teaching from the Bible. They teach English from the Bible, um, and again, uh, many of them want to learn English. And that, and over there, they they speak Urdu. It's a bit like Hindi. Um, from India, but uh, you know the history of Pakistan. It was all part of India until the fifties, and then it broke away. Um, it became its own country, and uh, the Islams went to Pakistan. The Hindus stayed in India, and then on the other side, uh, the Bengalis, and uh, formed their own country. I didn't realize so, that history. Uh, um, have you heard anything from your contacts on what's going on with Imran Khan, the uh, the prime minister that uh, the current administration is trying to stop from running and retaking the government over there? They threw this guy in jail, but he got out last I heard. Any word on Imran Khan? And, uh, I have not. And what country there? Uh, Pakistan. Not Turkey. Pakistan. Pakistan. Yeah, he was a yeah. uh, um, former prime minister. Uh, apparently... America is trying to uh, put pressure to on that government to try to keep this guy from retaking, because I don't think he's friendly with uh, our administration right now. So, you know, we tend to put our nose in a lot of other countries' business. What's new? But um, he's not a favorite of the CIA. Let me just put it like that. But Imran Khan. Um, yes. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just just talking to. Uh, <clears throat> To Miriam, this morning, the uh, relationships that President Trump had, even with North Korea, um, you know, he, he was very positive in many nations, and America was uh, very looked up to during the four years of his uh, of his uh, no, of his uh, administration. administration. Um, that's not happening right now in this administration. So anyway, we'll exactly see right. where it all goes. Absolutely. Thank you for the uh, the background info on that. Folks, welcome aboard. We're live with Dr. Ron and Miriam Cohen. Over to you. Okay, excellent. So again, the only thing I know about these countries, now I know a lot more about Haiti because we've been there many times, and I'm in contact with our two fellowships there uh, in Port-au-Prince and Okai and such. I'm in contact with them every week. Um, you know, Haiti is still going through tremendous social unrest. Life in Haiti is very difficult. Um, electricity, you know, a couple hours of electricity, the water is foul. Um, you know, life on the streets is, is horrible. You're, you're, always, you're taking your life in your hand just getting on a bus, on a tap-tap, on a tram uh, there. Uh, but Pakistan, from what I hear, is about the same. Um, life is very difficult there, and there's so much 
poverty all around in these countries. You know, Shen, we're, we're back to basic scriptures, and we were just reading um, with them uh, on Second uh, Peter. Let me get to it a moment here. And that, and, you know, I talk to the Haitians when I'm there and tell them they need to start tithing. And, of course, they'll say they have no money to tithe. But even if it's a penny or two or a piece of celery, anything to 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 do the word. Um, and the Bible was written 2,000 years ago, not to Americans, not to Europeans. It was meant, you know, written to Israelis, uh, to Palestinians in the Middle East. Um, the word has to work everywhere. It can't be exclusive. Um, you know, the, the prosperity that we all have in God, not just financial, but in every area of our lives, is available worldwide to all people groups. And it's all ascertained by faith. So, again, in, in uh, 1 Peter um, uh, chapter 2, you know, uh, verse 3, uh, well, verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied, not added, multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called you by his glory and virtue, and by which we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises. Now, that's everyone worldwide, every believer, no matter where they are, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world through us. And in the... In, uh, in, in, uh, um, First John, let me read that. We were going through that the other day with them. And that in First John 5, uh, 14 and 15, such powerful scriptures. And now this is the confidence. This is the knowing that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So we're back to teaching and knowing what is the will of God for your life in every area. Is it God's will to heal you? You know, are you going to come up with excuses why it's not or why you aren't? But once you know it's God's will to hear, then this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask for healing, God hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Now, if we, if we know that he hears us, so when does he hear us? when we ask according to his will. Now, if you ask outside of his will, it's not that he really doesn't hear you, but it, I don't know if he really listens. But if you're asking according to his will, and we're asking big things now. We're asking for nations. We're asking for the gospel. That's what you're doing, Shannon. We're asking for the word of God to go forth worldwide into the airways, into nations. Is that God's will? Of course it is. Then if we're asking for that, then we know that God hears us. And whatever we ask, we know that we already have the petitions that we have asked of him. So we know that we already have the prosperity. We have the healing. We have uh, the, the moving of the gospel. We are now calling it into manifestation. Even God who gives life to the dead calls those things that do not exist as though they are already in existence. One of the things that we shared last week that I feel is a real block in so many of the believers' life is the spirit of religion. And as we shared, religion makes you impotent. Last week we started in Galatians chapter 1. I'll just do a brief overview of that, and that, and it's Paul, Paul is coming there, and uh, he's saying that I marvel that you are turning away so soon 
from him who called you in the grace of Christ. By grace you have been faith, been saved, you know, not of works, you know, not of your own works, your own self. By God's grace you have been saved. You have been turning to a different gospel. What's the different gospel? It's a gospel of works in that. It's not another. There's some of trouble you want to pervert the gospel of Christ. So we need to really make sure we are living in the grace of God and not in works. You know, religion teaches you that good things come from good conduct. If you behave yourself, then you're going to have God's favor. And bad things come from bad conduct or bad behavior. But God is good because he's good. It's his nature. It's who he is good. God is a good God. God loves you regardless of what you do because it's his nature. And this favor of God is completely undeserved. There's no works, feeding the poor, you know, praying hours a day, giving. There's nothing you can do to get God's favor. It's already there. You only need to believe for it. And the grace of God does not condemn you. So Paul is saying in uh, Galatians 1, and let me open up in a prayer. And one thing, Shannon, I was just about to say before, when we first got together many years ago, uh, you, you, your broadcast was going strongly into Australia and New Zealand, if you remember back then. And, uh, you, you know, you were touching a lot of people in that nation. So, Lord, we thank you for this time this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for a spirit of revelation, understanding of your word, Lord, that we can really rise up and say, let religion die. We want no more part of it. Lord, we want the power of God in all of us to do what pleases him, the grace of God in our lives. So Paul says in chapter 1 of Galatians, verse 12, For I received this revelation, not from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the personal revelation of Jesus Christ. And that's going back to uh, Acts 16, verse 14. So Paul had a strong revelation of Christ in him, the hope of glory. It pleased the Lord, it pleased God, who separated us from our mother's womb, my mother's womb, called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles. And I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Okay, so Paul had a strong personal revelation, not just of Jesus, not just of Christ, but of Christ in him that the kingdom of God dwells within him, within all of us. We were sharing last night in our program, our Sunday night uh, fellowship that we do live by phone across the country. We were sharing about a, a kingdom, to have the kingdom of God within us. To have a kingdom within you, you must have a king, you must have a rule of authority, and a domain. That kingdom is a domain, a place of authority. So every one of us has the kingdom of God within us. Jesus said it. The kingdom of God is in you. That means the king is in you. That's Jesus. That means you have authority within you that we are learning to exert or to use. And we have a domain. And uh, our domain could be our home, our family, our, our village. And our domain could be our whole country. Or like Shannon, your domain could be the world. As far as airwaves and, and broadcasts go is your domain. So that's the domain God has given you, given us, given you to exercise an authority to bring the gospel forth. 
And that's the whole purpose, to preach him among the Gentiles. Gentiles there would be those who do not know the Lord. Well, that's where we were last week. Um, we ended up uh, with uh, the end of chapter 1, and after that he preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God in me, says Paul. And God was glorified by the preaching of the word. So let's go to chapter 2. And then after 14 years, says Paul, I went up again to Jerusalem, Jerusalem, with Barnabas, and I took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation, the word there is unveiling, to see something that was hidden. He went up by revelation, which communicated to them that the gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, least by any means I might run or had run in vain. So Paul is now being directed by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, through his Spirit, through his spirit, revelation to be revealed. So it didn't come through his soul. He didn't read about it. It wasn't some happenstance. He had direct input from God by his spirit. And even now, we can tell our soul to sit back, to be at rest, our body to be at peace, and our spirit man to rise up. We want to be led by the Spirit of God, not our soul. And I think too many are led by their soul, by good intentions, by what they think God is saying, led by their soul and not led by the Spirit of God. If you're led by the Spirit of God, there will be incredible fruit in what you do and incredible power, empowerment in what you do. If you're led by your soul, again, it becomes confusion. It might be fruitful. It might be fruitless. But you are not operating out of the spirit, your spirit and the spirit of God. You know, and we want, uh, as, as my friend Dr. Horner, Ron Horner says, uh, we want our spirit to be the gatekeeper of what comes in and not our soul. For too many, their soul dictates what they can hear, not hear, have, not have. But we want our spirit to be able to receive from the spirit of God. Remember, you worship God in spirit and truth, spirit to spirit, panim to panim, face to face. And that, so, you know, you enter into this place called the heavenlies through your spirit, by your spirit, not your soul. And your spirit receives, and then from your spirit, it will then speak to your soul, your soul to your body. But again, it has to be in that order. So, yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. But this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in, who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. Boy, and there's so many that want to, not just in the secular realm, but in the church world as a whole, to bring us back into a realm of legalism, to whom we did not yield submission even for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with me, with you. But from those who seemed to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. And again, boy, how many out there are calling themselves apostle this and a prophet this? And, and it's so, you know, the titles are okay, but, you know, let, let God do it. Let people recognize who and what you are instead of putting that title on yourself. Okay, God shows personal favoritism to no man, for to those who it seemed to be something, it added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel of the uns, for the uncircumcised, now that's not the Jews, now that's going to be to the Gentiles, to the Greeks, had been committed to me 
and the gospel for the circumcised was committed to Peter, for he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. So Paul knew distinctly who and where God was calling him to and what people he was being called to. And he knew he was being called to the uncircumcised, to the Gentiles, to bring the glory, the manifestation, the revelation of Christ. That's why he ended up going on missionary journeys and ending up in Rome at the end. Um, he knew his purposes in God. And how many you know, I come from a, a very Jewish background, grew up in an Orthodox home to a degree, were kosher when I was very young. Um, you know, when I got saved, first thing people told me is then I'm, I'm, I'm called to the Jews and that you got to go to Israel. Well, that's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not what God was doing in my life personally. Matter of fact, I spent most of my time in Africa and other nations and uh, not to the Jews at all. Now, maybe God will change that in my latter years. I don't know. But Paul knew exactly who he was called to, and he stayed true to that purpose and that calling. Now, and when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, says Paul, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. And they desired not only that we should remember the poor, but the very thing we also did. Now, when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they were withdrew, he... <clears throat> Let me get to see that he separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. So here, Paul would have a, um, uh, Peter would have a cheeseburger at McDonald's, which was not kosher at all. But the moment the Orthodox Jews came in, he would immediately put it away, talk against it. And in other words, he would play the hypocrite. And so that even Barnabas was carried away with his hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, the truth of the gospel, to me it's saying the truth there is God's grace is to all people. And we don't have to be in bondage to any of the 613 laws that were there. And the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you being a Jew live in the manner of Gentiles and not as Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? Why, why are you forcing then the Gentiles to come under Jewish law? And I see even that today. You know, we call them Jewish wannabes. So many Gentiles are wanting to live as Jews and to fulfill the Jewish law, the dietary laws, the holidays, and all of that. And I say, well, why? I don't think Paul would want you to do that at all. And we who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, you're not justified by anything you do, no matter how long you pray, how long much you give, by your diets, by your holidays, by whether you wear tefillin, whether you're wearing a talit, uh, a yarmulke, you know, none, it's none of that. That doesn't bring you justification, just as if you never sinned by the works of But you are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. And even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh is justified. You know, Paul is, is very, very straightforward there in that.
by the works of the law. You know, you're not going to receive, God is not moved. God is not moved by your conduct. Just because you keep the dietary laws does not mean God's going to have favor on you. He has favor on you because that's who he is. That's what he does. He is. God is good because he is good, because he's God, because he is good. And you have favor on your life by faith, not by keeping any of the Jewish laws. And even even the Christian laws, you know, no earrings and dress and long, you know, just all the laws that the church has come up with. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners in Christ, therefore a minister of sin, is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. And let me just take a, a moment for an announcement. I have a dear friend, Pat Holden, who just recently wrote a book called The Law, Who, What, Why, How, and Now. It's a really good short book. Uh, I think it's only about 90 pages or so on what the law was and how it relates to us today, if at all. So we have it here in our ministry, I think, for $10. But I would encourage people to take a look at that. Now, again, if while we seek to be justified um, by Christ, we ourselves are found sinners in Christ. Therefore, is Christ a minister of sin? Certainly not. Now, for I build again those things which I destroyed. Well, what did he destroy? He tried to destroy the early church. And I make myself a transgressor. But I, through the law, died to the law that I might live to God. Well, can we do that? Can we say that now? That I died to the law that I might live to God. I died to religiosity. Hmm. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, by faith in the Son of God. By faith in the Son of God. Amen. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2, uh, 20, 21. Amen. For I do not set aside, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came through the law, then Christ died in vain. So if you can get into right standing, if you can get into life without end, into the heavenlies, through following the law, then Jesus didn't need to come. Christ died in vain. If you think you can do any of that. But the truth is, Christ did not die in vain because no flesh is justified through the action and through the works of the law. Amen. This is, this is really deep stuff, and it, it, it goes across so much of the current church, even in other nations, in Africa. So many in, in the African churches are trying to put people under a realm of legalism and a realm of bondage. But Jesus wants us to be free in every area of our life, to not be held in bondage by any law, any legalism, as he's going to go further on here in chapter 3, by any, in chapter 4, by any dietary laws by any holiday laws. You're free because of what Jesus died for us. He is our sacrifice. He is a sacrifice. You know, no longer do we sacrifice bulls and goats. You see, well, we don't do that in America and Europe. We don't kill animals for that. No, no, we don't. But what else are you sacrificing to God, thinking it's going to attain 
for you something. Live free in God. Love God, love people. Love God, love people, and do what he tells you to do. Just obey him in that. It's really pretty simple. And uh, once you once you really free yourself from all realms of legalism that that the church has tried to ensnare us with, you know, not the world, but the church has tried to put you in bondage in so many ways. But as we free ourselves from that, we, we will find ourselves like a brush of fresh air. You'll find yourself being able to love God for who he is and for who he's made you to be. And to be able to put on the robes of righteousness that we've shared before. So in verse chapter 3 then, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whom eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? Obey the truth. Who's bewitched you? Why have you fallen back under works? Now, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Well, we know the answer to that. It's always by faith. You received it by faith. There is nothing you did. You didn't buy it. Someone in the book of Acts tried to buy the Holy Spirit. You know, that's impossible. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now thinking you're being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? Or indeed it was in vain. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And just as Abraham believed God and we accounted to him for right standing, for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are the faith are sons of Abraham. Our faith, have faith in Christ. And the scripture then, foreseeing that God would justify the nations by faith, <coughs> excuse me, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, And you all the nations shall be blessed. Oh no. You know, so here is Abraham sitting under his terebinth tree, and it says that God himself came down and preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, and you all the nations shall be blessed. So Abraham was the first man to know about the death and the resurrection of the Messiah. That's why he was able to offer up his son Isaac knowing that God would raise him from the dead to fulfill his promise. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. So the law can't justify you in any way. The law cannot give you the Holy Spirit. Okay, The law cannot give you or produce righteousness, and the law cannot do miracles. The miraculous is not going to come forth by legalism, by the law. It'll only come forth through faith in Jesus and what God has done. For as many as the works of the law are under the curse for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things written in the book of the law to do them. So if you're going to try to go under any form of the law, 
and I go back to keeping the kosher laws because that's what so many Gentiles then try to do and keeping holidays uh, per se and and the garments. If you're going to do any of the law, you got to do all the law, all 613 commandments you have to do. Mm-mm-mm. But then, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. The just are declared righteous by faith in God. So even today, we believe that Jesus died for us, that he rose from the dead, that he's seating at the right hand of the Father. We believe he poured out his spirit upon all of us to receive. We believe that God is our Father. By faith, he is our Father. All of that is by faith in what Jesus has done. In the midst of that, then, I believe for your healing. I believe that by his stripes you have already been healed 2,000 years ago, not by any works of the law, but by faith in what Jesus has done. And as we do that and proclaim that, you receive it by faith. You receive your healing by faith. So even now, just take a break here. And that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham, the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, hmm, that they might receive the promise of the Spirit by faith that may receive the promise of the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So, Father God, even by faith, I lift up all those that are listening. And I thank you that the promise of the Holy Spirit is available. The infilling of the Holy Spirit is available to everyone. Jesus poured out his Spirit. And Lord, regardless of what some of you might have been taught in some church circuits, we break every power of religion, of religion, of legalism off of you. Receive the power, receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And by faith, I believe, I know deep inside, and I believe that by his stripes you have already been healed. So, Lord, I speak forth that word of healing now in Jesus' name. Lord, for those that are dealing with deafness, something going on in your ears, deep inside in your ears and in your hearing and in your auditory nerve, I speak healing now to you in Jesus' name. I command every disease in the esophagus and in the throat, in the thyroid and the thalamus glands, the parathyroid, I speak healing to you now in Jesus' name. I break the curse of Hashimoto's disease. Lord, of everything going on intestinally, Lord, for colitis and diverticulitis, be healed now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you've given me authority and power over every crippling disease in Jesus' name. Even now to those that are listening, I speak healing from everything that would attack your nervous system. Lord, I thank you, Father. Mm-mm-mm-mm. For health in Jesus' name. Amen. For health now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm just seeing someone that's been confined to a wheelchair because of a severed spinal cord, damage to your spinal cord, your upper vertebrae. I speak healing to now in Jesus' name. Lord, I send forth your word of health. 
Lord, that by the stripes of Jesus, you have already been healed. Cerebral palsy, be healed. Muscular dystrophy, be healed. Multiple sclerosis, be healed in Jesus' name. And Lord, accompanying so many of those sicknesses is a spirit. And I thank you that you've given all of us the power to deliver, deliver the people from every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of death in Jesus' name. I break the spirit of death now and command healing in Jesus' name. I thank you for life. Lord, the spirit of life in Christ has already made you free from the law of sin and death. So, Lord, we break the power of the law. Lord, that would be trying to come back upon God's people. And no matter what nations and how this is brought forth. I just see an upper throat where the tonsils and the adenoids are. Every tumor, any growth, any growth in your throat, I curse in Jesus' name. I command tumors to shrink now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for life, for the spirit of life in Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Shannon, do you got anything? But good work. Amen. 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 Lord, I just speak healing and health to Shannon and his family in every area. Lord, to Miriam and myself. Yes. I speak healing, command healing in Jesus' name. Lord, I curse the tremors, the nervous system disorders in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that we can live under and in the faith and the grace of God. Lord, I live in the grace of God, not because of any works, any good behavior that I would try to do. You know, it says we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. None of our behavior is perfect. None of our thought life is perfect. But it doesn't keep us from walking in the blessing and in the grace of God. Grace does not condemn. Romans 8 wonders, therefore now no condemnation, no condemnation to anyone who is in Christ Jesus, who does not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has already made you not just set you, but legally made you free from the law of sin and death. There's no law that can bring you into any bondage. You've been set free by the blood of Jesus for the law of sin and death, for the righteous requirement of the law has already been fulfilled in Jesus, already been fulfilled. So I thank you, Lord, that this day, Lord, we are able to walk in a new freedom in Christ, a freedom from the law of sin and death. Lord, there's death all around us. Lord, just listen to the media. There's death all around us. But we do not have to live under that in any way. In Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for the blessing of Abraham that's upon every one of us. Lord, as we bring forth the word of God across the nations, 
across this world, the cosmos, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, bless Amen. you, Shannon. Great word today. Uh, Brother Ron, what would you like to call it for the archives? Okay, we will continue to let religion die. We could call it part two. Okay. Also, tell people how they can contact you in your ministry and how they can support it. Okay, well, they can certainly contact us for prayer, any needs that you would have, and to join some of our other broadcasts that we do, especially Sunday night. Um, you can just call me at 302-559-1766, and that's Eastern Time. I'm in North Carolina. 302-559-1766. My website is roncohen.org. Very simple. R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N dot org. Roncohen.org. My email is roncohen47 at AOL.com, R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N-4-7 at AOL.com. And if you would like to feed any of the children in Pakistan, in India, in Rwanda, and in Haiti, the countries that we are directly working with, and again, we know where every dollar goes through these uh, ministries that we have there, uh, you can do that through PayPal on my email, roncohen47 at AOL.com. You can do it on Zelle, or if you want to call me and do any type of credit card. And we'd love to have anyone that would like to be a monthly participant with our ministry, no matter how much it is, however little or much, um, we can certainly use that right now. That way we can know where we're able to uh, take care of these children and these fellowships that are out there. So thank you, Shannon. Um, we do we do Zoom into Germany. On, uh, right now it's on Wednesday afternoons. We may change that to Monday afternoon. But we do Zoom into Germany. You're welcome to join me there. Um, also into uh, Rwanda on Friday mornings. Saturday mornings is our Bible study. And then Sunday night is our main healing meeting with Miriam and Pastor Lottie. So, good. Feel free to do it. And again, you can call me at 302-559-1766. 302-559-1766. Or roncohen47 at AOL.com. And one of the things now, uh, Shannon, I am looking for the Hispanic world to open up to the to our ministry. Uh, I've been many times to Puerto Rico. I'm looking to start that up again to see where God is going to uh, send us. Yes. <clears throat> so, thank you. Fantastic. <clears throat> well, Fantastic. Sister Miriam, do you want to close us in prayer? Yes, Father God. Can, can you hear her? She's a little little distance away. Here, I'll turn the mic over. Great. Go ahead, Mir. Thank you. Father God, we thank you for who you are and whose we are. You have called us to this time that we might walk in the light and not in darkness. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And we will no longer accept the lies of the enemy that's come to destroy us and discourage us and cause us to fall. Thank you, Father God. You are the God of all gods, and there is none other. There's not one other than you. Amen. 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 Well, we do walk in the light as he is in the light. Yes. And we have fellowship with one another. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Brother Ron, Sister Miriam. God bless you both. And we'll see you next week. Okay. And enjoy your day, Shannon. Right. And, and how, how are you going to do your broadcast now? Are you going to do uh, for the rest of the day? Um, this is the only program we're going to do today. I went ahead and uh, forgot that the um, day was a public holiday, and some people may want it off to go barbecuing or hit the road. So we just uh, cleared it, but we'll be back tomorrow, regular time, 8 a.m. Amen. All Do you right. play music on the program for the day, or? Oh no, you, you, uh, we're just we're live uh, Monday through Friday, eight a.m. to um, usually 
2 p.m. Eastern. Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. And what we'll do is we'll typically have um, guests scheduled for all those slots, or I'll be doing some programs myself. But just like before, just uh, daytime schedule instead of evening. Amen. Amen. And if they go to your website, they can also support your ministry. Absolutely. Go to OmegaManRadio.com for more information, how to tune in, how to get the archives, and um, any other updates, we'll put them right there. Oh, man. Okay. Well, enjoy your family day, then. All right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. What, what? Actually, it's uh, it's what? 11 o'clock at night where you are. Oh, yeah. Are. I'm doing a night shift over here, so I go... Uh, I go on at 8 p.m. here in Bali, which is 8 a.m. America, and then go to about 2 p.m., 2 a.m. rather, and uh, get to bed somewhere around 4 a.m. So I'm on the night shift. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope you don't get up at sunrise. No, no, sir. I try I try to get six or seven hours of sleep. I need to. Um, but uh, I'm getting acclimated still this schedule, so sleep has been all over the board. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Difficult. Take care. Okay. Thank okay. you very much. You'll be blessed, Janet. We love you. Love you too. God bless you. Great. Bye.